Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your glorious name, Jesus. Into your presence, O God, we come into your presence tonight. We enter your courts, O God, with thanksgiving again, Lord, forever you are God. There is none like you, Jesus. You are indeed the glory and you are the lifter up of our heads. We honor you. We thank you for your good love and kindness that you show forth day by day, O God. You are the one true and only living God, and there is none else, O God, like you. We look to you, Father, who is the author and the finish of our faith, O God. We give honor and thanksgiving to you, Lord God, for reaching down as only you can reach down. Father, I pray for my pastor tonight, Lord, and I ask you to touch him, Lord. Go into the hospital tonight. Reach upon him, O God, I pray. Let your wholeness flow down upon him, O God. Let healing take place in his life, O God. Minister to him, O God, I pray. God, lift him up like none other, O God, I pray tonight. Touch, O Lord. Minister to him, O God. I pray, dear God, for Sister Matthias, oh God, I pray that you reach down upon her, Lord God. Touch Sister Suzanne tonight, oh God. I know you can, Jesus. Reach down, Lord God, I pray. Touch her right now. Lift her up. God, I pray for Sister Rodenbush, oh God, that you reach down upon her, Lord God. I know you can heal her, Lord God. I know you can deliver her, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch her, Lord. Touch Sister Davis tonight. Reach down, O God. I pray as only you can reach, O God. You are the healer, O God. We look to you for our missionaries tonight, O God. Our veteran missionaries, O God. I'm asking you to touch them, Lord. Let your wholeness flow, O God, into their lives. and Lift them up, O God, throughout this pandemic, O God. I pray that you would heal, Lord God. Touch my brothers and sisters, O God, in every place, each and every family, each and every life, O God, each and every heart. I know you can, God. Only you can do it, Jesus. You was wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace is upon you. And with your stripes, God, we're healed. And we look to you, Father, tonight. You said in your word, O God, to call upon you in the time of trouble and you will hear us and deliver us. And we'll glorify your name. Oh, God, we do glorify you tonight. Oh, God, I pray that you move upon the hearts tonight, oh, God, of the people, Lord God, in every place. As only you can, Lord God, deliver and set the captives free, oh, God. In Jesus' precious name, in Jesus' precious name, amen. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm in every day, still praying as I onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground, Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven. Vans table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. 
My heart has no desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these abound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's terrible land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to live above the world. Though Satan's darts at me are hurled, for faith has caught the joyful sound, the songs of saints. On higher ground, Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale the utmost height and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I'll pray till heaven I found. Lord, leads me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on hell. Unstable land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. My heart has no 
desire to stay where doubts arise and fears dismay. Though some may dwell where these are bound, my prayer, my aim is higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to live above the world. Though Satan's darts at me are hurled. For faith has caught the joyful sound. The song of saints on higher ground. Lord, lift me up. And let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I want to scale. The utmost highs and catch a gleam of glory bright. But still I pray till heaven I found. Lord, lead me on to higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand. By faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Plant me higher, oh God. Lead me on to that rock that's higher than I, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to scale the utmost heights and get a gleam of glorious bright. Amen. I'm pressing on. Praise God. And I pray you're pressing on too. Paul says, I press towards the mark of the prize. Of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. We got to keep pressing on. Amen. Heaven is just around the corner. It could be there tomorrow. Who knows? 
Who knows? Amen. Praise God. So let's keep pressing on. Let's keep going forward. Amen. We want to get right into our lesson tonight on recalling ourselves. Amen. And we've been looking at this and we've been examining ourselves. We've been pinching ourselves and we've been observing ourselves and trying to see if we're in the faith. As Paul says, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. He says, prove your own self. Know you're not how that Christ is in you, except you be a reprobate. But I know that you trust that you know that you are not a reprobate. Amen. So last week, just before our time ran out, we were beginning to talk about examining yourselves for doctrinal flaws. Amen. Now, one of the things you will find once you come into the church, and we've already been told by Jesus and the apostles, that in the last days, false prophets and false teachers would come. And so you will have these people that is trying to lead you astray. The enemy of your soul is going to try to deceive you. He's going to try his very best to get you off track. Amen. And if you have been around the church any length of time, uh, you know, I came into the church in 1985, but there's a lot of you here that came in a lot longer before that. And, uh, and I'm sure you can look back and see a lot of changes and things are uh, is, is getting further and further away from the apostolic doctrine that you was taught when you first came into the church. And that's why you have to be cognizant of these things and you've got to examine yourself. Amen. Because if it was true when you came in, it's still true today. Amen. You can't allow the world shift to begin to lead you further and further away. You cannot compromise doctrine. If you compromise doctrine, you're going to kill yourself. Amen. Hear me. If you compromise on doctrine, you're going to kill yourself because doctrine is designed to give you life and show you how to protect yourself and to care for yourself. Paul says here in Romans 16, 17, he says, Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them, amen, which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Amen. Mark them. Take notice. Take heed. Observe them. What are they doing? Amen. So you keep your eye on them. Amen. If they're getting away, if they're leading people away, as I was saying at the beginning of last week, any doctrine that does not draw you closer to Jesus Christ cause you to be more like Jesus in his character and cause you to hate sin and to get away from sin is false doctrine. Amen. Doctrine of Jesus Christ's doctrine is supposed to draw you to him. It is to make, make you more like him. His character, amen, is what it's supposed to do. Now, any teachings and anything like that that is not drawing you that way, you can assume it is false doctrine. And so you need to be aware of that. So that's why I tell people with this, uh, everybody online, and everybody is listening to everybody and listening and the different people and everything else. If you don't know truth, you're going to be led astray. There's a whole lot of false doctrine online these days. It might sound good, amen, but the enemy is no fool. He, he knows how to pull you in. He knows how to get you to a point that if you listen to something more than once, 
you start to think that is true. Amen. So you have to be careful. So Paul says, mark them. You need to take notice. You need to observe them. You need to take heed. You need to remember who they are. He says, if they cause division, if they cause strife, if they cause dissension, if they cause disunity, if they cause sedition, you need to make sure that you stay away from them. Amen. If they cause offense, if they cause you to stumble, if they cause uh, things that offends you or occasions for you to fall or be led into some trap, you need to mark these individuals. And stay away from them and stay away from their teaching. I don't care if they're talking about Jesus. Amen. If it's not pulling you to be like Jesus, if it's not calling you to go away from sin, to flee, as Paul says, you for lust and sin, then it's false doctrine. Amen. The doctrine of eternal security. The doctrine of security says you're saved forever. It says you can never lose your salvation. Amen. That's the doctrine of eternal security. You're not always saved. Amen. If you was always saved, there would be no need for you to come to church. There will be no need for you to read your Bible. There will be no need for you to pray. There will be no need for you to do anything. Because you're saved. You can lose your salvation. Amen. You know, if you didn't, if you couldn't lose your, your salvation, why would Jesus says the blaspheming against the Holy Ghost is the most important, non, you can't have any pardon for it. So, you know, you get, you get saved and then you start going against the Holy Ghost, you're going to be lost. You can be lost. <laughs> you know, Paul says, Demas has left me for this present world. So apparently demons had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, had the Holy Ghost walking with Paul, you know, and so he went away. You know, there's there's one guy that Paul talks about, he gave him over to Satan. You know, so we have to be careful with some of these doctrines. Amen. So the dog you're not always saved. This is why we have Bible study. This is why we read the Bible. This is why we keep going to church. Because we gotta make it. Amen. Praise God. The enemy is gonna try to, try to trip you up. So you have to be aware of that. The doctrine of preterism. Preterism is a new doctrine that says, it's not new, but it's, it's, it surfaced itself in the past few years to the forefront. Okay, and so this teaching here, if you're not careful, preterism says that the the things that Jesus uh, had had prophesied about, the majority of it has been completed by 70 A.D., and that is not true. Amen. See, and even some of our oneness apostolics is getting away and and starting to believe this. So you have to be careful who you're listening to. Amen. So there is a decrease here, an emphasis on true doctrinal teaching these last days. You don't hear a lot about doctrinal teaching. You know, you don't don't hear people talking about living holy and living separated from the world like, like you did when you first come into the church. You don't hear songs being sung about Jesus. There's seven elevens, you know, seven words, eleven times. 
And a lot of them, they don't mention Jesus at all. You know, you, you have to be careful. If God is calling us out of the world, then therefore I cannot continue to live as the world. See, I, I have to separate myself. So we have to be aware of this. Amen. So as I said, amen, this, this doctrine leads to apathy and, and some cases acceptance of erroneous teachings. And one of the false teachings generally termed preterism alleged that the coming of the Lord Jesus was, uh, was fulfilled in the first century. They said that Jesus already came. Well, he's coming again. I think the Apostle Paul makes it pretty clear, doesn't he? That the Lord himself shall send from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Those of us who remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. Amen. Preterists teach that most of, if not all, the scripture prophecies of the coming of the Lord address judgment upon the Jews, which accumulated in the destruction in Jerusalem in 70 A.D. So they're saying it's already done. No. Okay. So so keep your head in the game. So and, And so you have to examine yourself to see, wait a minute, am I starting to believe this? If I've heard it over and over and over, am I starting to believe these things? So I have to make sure. The doctrine of the Trinity. A lot of people what does the doctrine of the Trinity teaches? Amen. That Jesus Christ is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. God is not the author of confusion. Then they say he's co-equal, co-eternal, and co-existent. God is not co-anything. He's not confusion, should I put it that way. Amen. Hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. The doctrine of Catholicism is also a false doctrine. People walk around, kneeling down, kissing the man's hand and ring. Don't you ever talk about kissing my hand. (laughs) No. No, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. Amen. If somebody stick their hand out there for you to kiss it and kiss the ring and all that, you better flee because they're leading you astray. Amen. When the veil of the temple was rent, amen, that gave you and I access freely to come boldly to the throne of grace to make my own petitions known to God. See, so you have to realize, I don't need to, you don't need to come through me to go talk to Jesus. You have free access. Amen. You don't need to come to me on a Friday and, and then sitting in a box and, and saying, you know, I want to confess my sin. I can't save you. I can't forgive you of sins. I'm not Jesus. Uh-huh. Peter says, you're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you can come and confess your faults and your sins to the Lord on your own. You don't need me to do that. Amen. The same thing with Catholicism. They say the priest should not be married. That that goes against God's word. 
from the beginning, back in, in Leviticus, when God established the priesthood. Amen. If you look at Leviticus chapter 21, go back to Leviticus chapter 21, and we'll read verse 1 and verse 7. Amen. Leviticus chapter 21, verse 1 and verse 7. And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto the priests, the sons of Aaron, and say unto them, There shall none be defiled for the dead among his people. And he goes on through. Now notice verse 7. They shall not take a wife that is a whore or profane, neither shall they take a woman put away from her husband, for he is holy unto the to God. See, Aaron, the first priest that God chose, was married. He had children. The Catholic Church says that Peter was their first pope, so Peter was married. He had a wife. So you have to be aware of these doctrines that are false teachings. See, you have to be aware of these things. You have to know what you're getting into. Paul says to the church of Galatia in the first chapter, the sixth through the ninth verse, he said, though we or an angel from heaven preach any other doctrine to you than that which we have preached unto you, you he says, let them be accursed. He says, now I say once and I say it again, though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than that which we have preached unto you, let them be accursed. Doctrine of Mormonism. What do they teach? They teach that the angel Moroni came to John Smith and gave him some golden plates. I don't see a name in the Bible about Moroni, whoever it is. I only see two names of two angels in the Bible. One is Gabriel and the other is Michael. I don't see no Moroni, Boney, none of those. <laughs> Boney Moroni, you remember? <laughs> Amen. None of those. So you have to be careful. Examine yourself. Am I starting to give in to some of these things? Am I starting to believe some of this stuff? See, a lot of people are. They're getting away from the original apostolic doctrine that was once delivered to the church. See, so you have to be aware of this. So that you can search yourself. Amen? You have to search yourself. Amen? So be careful. Even in our apostolic realm, you you have to be careful. Because they can be subtle. You know? I, I know a lot of a lot of people says, oh yeah, I speak in tongues. Oh yeah, I've got the Holy Ghost. You know? Well, if you've got the Holy Ghost... To me, you should be being led by God. You know, you, God should be leading you and directing you. I think that's what Jesus said in the Word. The Spirit would lead you and guide you to all truth. It ain't going to lead you away. It's not going to lead you down a different path than what He brought you into. See? So you have to be careful. You have to examine yourself. You know? Am I, am I, am I hot? Am I cold? Or am I lukewarm? Yeah. Well, we know if you're lukewarm, God's gonna spew you out of his mouth. Yeah. 
So Jesus said, I wish you either hot or cold. He said, because you're lukewarm and I'm going to spew you out. See, so you want to you want to stay warm. You want to stay hot, <laughs> you know, in, in truth and in doctrine here. Amen. So examine yourself for any flaws. Be aware. That's why you got to study the word of God. That's why you got to read the word of God. That's why you got to pray. You got to have a solid prayer light with Jesus and talking to him and asking him to guard you. What do you think the psalmist is saying? Lord, set a guard at my mouth. Amen. Set a guard at my eyes. Set a guard at my ears. You know, you, you got to learn how to pray those kind of prayers. Amen. So God will protect you. So the Holy Ghost will quicken you, will wake you up when you start going down the wrong track. You know, so hear me. You know, you, you, you can be involved in, as I said last week, in all kinds of Bible studies and everything else. But you better be the one in charge and leading and, and being able to input truth. Because if you sit there, you know, and they just keep teaching you their doctrine over and over and over, and they say things like, oh, we're all Christians. Oh, we're all going to heaven. Oh, everybody's all saved. God, we're all God's children. No, we're not all God's children. We're not. No, we're, we're not all in the church. So you need to be aware of that, or else you're going to lose your own salvation. See, you're not all, as I said earlier, you're not all saved. <laughs> uh, so you have to be aware of this. And you hear that a lot. I hear it a lot of times. Oh, we're all God's children. No, we're not. If you have not been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, according to the scripture, Paul says you're none of his. And filled with the Holy Ghost. And Romans 8, 9, what does it say? If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So you have to be aware of these doctrines. So examine yourself to see if you're starting to believe some of this stuff. Okay? Number five, you have to examine yourself for faith. You know what? You know, and I get, I don't like to talk about the pandemic. Okay? I, I hate it. You know? But you know what I have come to realize? It's the best yardstick for the Christian to test their faith. It's the best yardstick out there right now for you to check and to test your faith, to see where you are. Are you afraid? Ask yourself, am I afraid of dying? Am I afraid of catching COVID? <laughs> am I afraid? If, if, if there are any anxiety, any of these things is going on in you when you check yourself, Guess what? Your faith is getting colder. <clears throat> you should have enough faith to believe that God is with you. Okay? That it, it, that this thing should not even phase you as a child of God. Because this world's not your home. You, you're just passing through. You know, one of the biggest hindrances to growing faith is fear of dying. And the last time I checked scripture, if the Lord tarries, guess what? We're all going to die. And none of us have the control on when it's going to happen. <clears throat> and so the quicker I figure that out, and you figure that out, and we're going to die someday, 
our faith is going to grow. Because what you're going to start doing is you're going to start preparing yourself to get ready to go to the kingdom. See? And that's, that's, that's what you got to do. You, you can't walk around fearful of, of catching a disease or dying. I have a good friend. I was, we was, we was in a conversation last night in, in St. Louis. I was there for, for a meeting and we was out to dinner and we got into a conversation last night. He says, man, you know what? He says, I did everything right. I did, I followed everything they were telling me. Wash my hands, stay, stay safe, everything, do all this stuff. And he says, guess what? He said, I still got COVID. And he says, so now that I've had it, you know, and Jesus delivered me, he says, I'm just going to live my life. He said, I was taking all kinds of precautions, trying not to get it, and I still got it. It's a virus. It's a, you know, so if you get it, you get it. You know, don't, don't be afraid. You know, you, you serve the living God. Jesus is your God. You've got exceeding precious promises. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Absent from the body is to be present with Christ. Now, the only reason you're afraid is you're not ready to go to be with him. And you want to stay here forever. But this cat don't. This world is not my home. I'm ready to go anytime he wants to take me. I'm ready. Check me out anytime if he wants to. Yeah. I'm sure people probably listen. I hope he gets COVID. I'm going to stop me. You know, I ain't going to the doctor. Just let me die and go and be with Jesus. <laughs> That's my faith check. You know, people don't come to church because, you know, oh, I, I might catch COVID. Well, it's a faith check. It's a faith check, people. It's a faith check. Where's your faith? Uh, yeah, that Jesus asked his disciples, where's your faith? You know, they thought they were going to die in the storm. They said, Master, don't you care? We perish. Jesus says, where's your faith? You're not going to perish. You're going to live. <laughs> he came to give you life and that more abundantly. This is going back. This body is going back to the dust from which it came. But the spirit is going to go with Christ. You're going to get a new glorified body. So get excited about it. The early patriots looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker of God. And the writer of Hebrews 12 says, Since we have such great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He can write you in the book, and he can write you out. <laughs> Amen. So I'm looking for him. we got to examine ourselves. The writer of Hebrews 11, and six say he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. We got to get our faith together here. We we got to get it up. We got to build it up. Amen. We don't just give in to everything the world is doing. Amen. They're going to always be afraid. They're going to always try to to discourage you. They're going to always, you know, say there's no hope. But my friends, my brothers, and my sister, you don't belong to the world. You belong to Jesus. You've got exceeding promises. 
from His Word. Amen. And so your faith should be strong in Christ. Amen. Don't, what did David say? Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we'll remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we're risen to stand upright. Amen. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land. A higher plane than I have found. Lord, let dip my feet on higher ground. Amen. Notice what Rebecca says there in the third chapter. He says, though the fig tree should not blossom, though there be no fruit to vine, though the labors of the olive shall fail, though there be no herds in the stall. He says, yet I will rejoice. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He alone is my strength. And he will make my feet like hinds feet and cause me to walk upon my high places. Amen. Come on, get your faith up. Notice what Peter said there in 2 Peter 1, 5. He says, add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness. For if these things be in you and abound, they make that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar and has forgotten that he was purged. From his old sin. Wherefore the rather brother give all diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you do those things, you're never going to fall. When's the last time you checked your faith? Did you check it this morning? How's your oil stick? <laughs> Amen. You got low quartz? Amen. <clears throat> Come on. You, you check the air in your tires in the wintertime? You know the cold weather takes the air out your tires, right? You know that, right? <laughs> so you need to put some more in. Well, the same way in this. See, you've got to constantly keep your faith edified. You've got to keep doing those things that's going to keep you build up on your most holy faith. You've got to pray. You've got to read the Word of God. You've got to worship God. You've got to talk about God. Amen. That's what builds your faith. You've got to give God a chance to work on your behalf. Amen. When you get a pain, do you run to the doctor every minute? Do you run to the cabinet, grab a pill, and pop it? Those are indicators that your faith ain't working. You've got to give God a chance. To work. He that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just got to live by Pastor Parker. Huh? No, they got to live by me. What what, what they got to live by? You got to live by your faith. Amen. In other words, you've got to trust God. You've got to believe his word. You've got to believe what he said. If God says, I will never leave you or forsake you, you've got to believe he'll never believe you or forsake you. Amen. If your father owned the cattle on a thousand hills, if the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof, amen, it's yours too. If you've been young and you're old and you've never seen the righteous forsaken, he's not going to forsake you. Come on, live by your faith. Cast not away your confidence. 
which have great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. Amen. Are you aware that that same passage of Scripture is in the Scripture four times that the just has got to live by faith? Amen. And Paul, right into the church of Corinth, he says, at the mouth of two or three witnesses, <laughs> let every word be established. So you've got to learn how to walk by faith. Amen. You've got to, to trust God. Solomon writes in Proverbs 24:10, if you faint or you give up throwing the towel in the days of adversity, your strength is small. Amen. You're not strong. When Paul wanted the Lord to remove his thorn from his flesh, what did God tell him? My grace is sufficient for you. So Paul says, okay, that's the case. You ain't going to take it away. I'm just going to worship God. That's faith builder. If God says, my grace is sufficient for you, then you might as well go on and work. You might as well go on and, and praise him. You might as well forget about it. Amen. He'll take care of what he's going to take care of in your life. I don't, I don't sit here and say, well, he's telling me not to go to the doctor. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you've got to get your faith to a point where you start trusting God and let God lead you and let God direct you and let God tell you when to go and when, when not to go. Okay? Praise God. Amen. We've we got to get this thing right. The whole 11th chapter of Hebrews, man. Why do you think they call it the faith chapter? God want to give you a whole bunch of examples. You know, think about Joseph, okay? Joseph died, and they're down there a long time. But do you know what he told the children of Israel before he died? He said, hey, guess what, guys? God's coming to get you. And he said, when you come, you know what I want you to do? Take my bones with you. Don't leave my bones here. And if I look at that right, because after Joseph died, the Bible says that rose a Pharaoh that knew not Joseph. And then they went into slavery. You know, were they there like 400 years? <laughs> it says 430, correct? You know, Joseph was 17 when he went down there, you know. And so he was like 120 something when he died. So now they went into slavery after him. Yeah, so you figure, 400 years, Joseph Bones would probably been like <laughs> 537 years, if I, you know, oh, think about it. But he, he gave prophecy. And you know what? When they came out, guess what? Somebody carried them on the shoulder. Amen. That's faith. Think about Noah. You know, God says, Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. And you look at scripture, he was building that ark a hundred years. You know, look at what the writer of Hebrews says. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen and yet, moved with fear to the saving, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. And he condemned the world. Amen. Noah says, I'm not going to be with you guys. God's coming. God's going to destroy the earth. And he became, the Bible says, the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. 
Abraham, 75 years old. God says, leave home and I'll bless you. 25 years later, he gets Isaac. Huh? And think about it. Abraham still has some more kids down the, down the road in his old age. You know? Yeah. He's even known as what? The father of the faith? That's why those stories are there. So we increase our faith. We have to examine ourselves. Did I lean to my own understanding today instead of waiting on God? Did I try to get out of my situation by my own self? Or did I try, did I wait until God give me some directions? That's how you examine yourself. Am I fearful? Am I scared? Am I taking my cues, as you hear me say over and over, from the world? Say, or am I trusting God? In this situation we're living in right now, we must be, must live and trust God. Amen. You've got to. You've got to. If you don't trust God in this kind of environment that we're living in right now, you're going to have no peace. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be filled with anxiety and everything else. And you're not going to be able to hear a thing God is saying to you. Because when you are distressed, you do not listen to hear. You listen to answer. So check yourself for your faith. Amen. Number six, you have to examine yourself for wisdom. Notice what Solomon says here in Proverbs 2, 10, and 11. When wisdom enter into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, and understanding shall keep you. Amen. Do you possess wisdom in your life? Wisdom is the principal thing. You've got to have the knowledge and understanding to know how to make right choices and right decisions. Do I keep making wrong decisions in my life? If I keep making wrong decisions, then guess what? I don't have wisdom. Because as a Holy Ghost-filled person, I'm led by the Spirit of God. And Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. Amen. So he should be leading you. You you should be able to make right choices and right decisions. Just think how many people wouldn't be in prison if they used some had some discretion. You know, think about it. Discretion will keep you. It'll protect you. Amen. They all go together. Wisdom is the principal thing. I wisdom what? Dwell with prudence. And find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way in the forward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reigns and princes discreet justice. By me, princes rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me, and they that seek me early shall find me, the Lord says. Amen. My fruit is better than gold, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the ways of righteousness, in the ways of the path of judgment, that those that seek me shall find me. 
The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning of ever the earth was. When there was no fountains, I was brought forth. When there was no, excuse me, when there was no depth, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounded with water. Before the mountains were settled and the hills was, I brought forth. Before the heavens was, amen, the mountains, the fields, wisdom was there. Amen. So you've got to understand, you've got to check yourself. Am I making wrong choices? You've got to examine yourself for wisdom. Amen. Notice Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. Solomon begins this Proverbs. I'm going to pick up the pace here just a little bit because my time is slipping, slipping right on down. I won't read all this, but it starts out. Notice the proverb, verse 1. The proverb of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction and perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity, to give subtility to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and what? Distression. Amen. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain the wise counsel to understand a proverb in the interpretation, the words of the wise in their dark sand. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause, let us swallow them up as live as the grave and whole as those that go down to the pit. We shall all find of all precious substance, we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot amongst us, let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot. From their paths, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which take away the life of the owner thereof. Wisdom cries without. She utter a voice in the street. She cries in the cheap place of concourse, in the opening of the gates, in the in, in the city. She utters her words, saying, "How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity and you scorners delight in the scorning? And fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you." Because I have called, but you refused. I have stretched out my hands, and no man regarded. But ye have said it not all my counsel, and with none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamities. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that hate knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. 
They were none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat the fruits of their own ways and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearken unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from evil. Notice, wisdom. You gotta examine yourself for wisdom. You're supposed to be making the right, the right calls. Amen. Let God lead you. He leadeth me. He leadeth me by his great power. He leadeth me. His faithful messenger I will be for by his hand. He leadeth. Amen. So we gotta examine yourself for wisdom. Proverbs 14, 14. Give instruction to a wise man, right? What does that say? I know you guys studied the lesson. 1414. The backsliding heart shall be feel what? And a good man shall be what? Amen. Proverbs 9 9. What does that say? Give instruction to a wise man and what's going to happen? He's going to be wiser. Teach a just man and he's going to increase in learning. Amen. Give instruction to a wise man. You need wisdom so that when you receive God's word and the instruction from his word, it's going to make you wiser. Wisdom wants you to be wise. It wants you to have discretion so that you know, as I said from the onset, you know, you need to have wisdom so when all these false doctrines and all these stuff is coming at you, you know right from wrong. You got to have this stuff. You need wisdom to raise your children. <laughs> I mean, all kinds of things. On your job, you got to have wisdom. You got to have knowledge. You got to have understanding. Praise God. So examine yourself for wisdom. Number seven, examine yourself for hidden sins. Do you have hidden sins? When's the last time you checked yourself for truth? When is the last time you checked yourself and see if you told a lie today? <laughs> you find yourself trying to get out of things and you find yourself, say, oh, it's just a little white lie. Huh? You got to examine yourself for hidden sins. You think evil of people? Yeah. Examine yourself for this stuff. You know? You say one thing and do another. Those are indicators. Those are indicators, my brothers and sisters. Say, you have to be consistent in your walk with God. Will a man rob God? Hello? You know, we hear that. How many times have we heard that since we've been in church? Uh, you cheat God? Come on. Think about it. You know, when's the last time you examine yourself? To say, well, you know what? I haven't been tithing right. Maybe I need to get it right. God keeps us a wake-up calls all the time. He's trying to help us. See, we, we got to check ourselves with the hidden things. Because you know what happened? What about anger? 
When, when is the last time you checked yourself for hidden anger? How many times have you flew off the handle? How many times you laid on your horn and cursed out the, the guy to, to cut you off? Or somebody take the cart in front of you? You know? How, how many times? I hope never as a Christian, but, you know, but you have to examine yourself. How many times you call somebody a name? You know what the scriptures say? Anger rests of that? In the bosom of fools. See, so you have to examine yourself against these things. Is there hidden sin? You know, how could David walk out? Here's a man after God's own heart. And he walks out on the balcony in a split section. Second, he violates all Ten Commandments. Because there was hidden sin in there. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See, so we have to, we have to examine ourselves. I'm teaching me too. <laughs> you know, we have, we have to examine ourselves against these things. We know sin can't enter there. <laughs> you know, so God gives us this wake up call to help us. That's why we, as I said earlier, when we're reading our Bible through in the year, you know, we're just not trying to reach a goal here. It's to help me grow. It's to help me see me. That's what James is saying. If I look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. But if I'm a forgetful here, amen, that's not wise. I've got to do what this tells me to do. Because God knows I gotta have, I gotta get it out. Because that's what Jesus says in, in, in uh, Matthew 12, 48. He says, the same word is gonna judge you in the last days. See, so we, we have to examine ourselves for hidden, hidden motives and hidden sins. Making excuses. Tell the truth. You don't want to come to church? Don't come to church. Don't make an excuse. Just say, I ain't coming. <laughs> I might ask you why. Just say, I don't feel like coming today. Fine. Take it up with God. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to stand out and beat you up about it. You know? But I hope you tell tell the truth and not make excuses because if you make an excuse and it's not the truth, it becomes a lie and that's hidden sin. Verse number eight. Amen. You got to examine yourself for the truth. How much truth is in you? Jesus says in John chapter eight, he says, you shall know the and what will happen. It'll make you free, right? Are you free? Are you free? Do you feel like you're in chains and bonds or are you free? The children are supposed to be free, right? <laughs> so you've got to make sure that you, you examine yourself for the truth. How much, how much can you quote? 
How much can you know how it applies? The importance. You know, where's it at? How much of Jesus is there? That's what you're looking for. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. So if truth is in me and truth is in you, then the character of that truth should be evident in our lives. If people cannot see Christ in me, the hope of glory, then guess what? I got darkness blocking. Something is there that's blocking them from being able to see the truth that is in me. And I've got to examine myself and get it out of the way. I have to remove it so that my light will shine so that people will see my good work and glorify my Father, which is in heaven. Amen. So this month we've been dealing with a recall to your Self. And so you need to keep looking at yourself. You need to examine yourself. Prove your own self. Be what you say you are. Without fear, without reservations, anything. Just serve God with a pure heart fervently. Live the way his word says. Jesus says, don't fear him that can destroy the body. He says, but fear, rather, fear him that can destroy the body and soul in hell. So you let man cause you to, to do wrong and, and try to please man. He says, ah, you're going to wind up in the wrong place. So fear God. Amen. And keep his commandments. Because that is the whole duty of man. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. I want to live the way he wants me to live. I want to give until there's just no more to give. I want to love. Love till there's just no more love. I could never, never outlove the Lord. I want to live the way He wants me to live. I want to give until there's just no more to give. I want to love, love till there's just no more love. Well, I could never Never outlove the Lord. Father, help us to be like you, O God. Help us to be obedient in every area of our lives, O God, according to your rich and precious word, O God. 
We're so thankful, God, for all that you do for us, oh God. Let your word take its course, oh God. Let it not return void, but let it accomplish that which you please, oh God, that your people can go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth in the singing, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands over them, God. I thank you for your people tonight. God bless them in every place, in every situation. In Jesus' name, praise God. Amen. Quick announcements. Midwinter South uh, starts tomorrow night at Oconomowoc at uh, the church there, Brother Kylie's old church, which is now Brother Russ Cordell's. Amen. Starts tomorrow night at 6.30. Amen. With prayer. And then our guest speakers, uh, Brother Scott Graham and, uh, man, I can get the other guy's name. I know he's from... <laughs> I know he's from Louisiana. <laughs> Amen. But it'll be a great time if you can make it. Also Friday morning and uh our bishop will be ministering and also Brother Graham and the other brother brother my goodness. Help me there, Brother D. <laughs> Amen. We'll we'll be ministering as well. <laughs> Amen. And then uh so we'll be having a good time. Then Sunday Amen. What is it? Not Brother Tisdale. No. Anyhow, I think it's back down the board, isn't it? Amen. But anyhow, and then Brother Treese. Thank you. Thank you, Brother. Rick Treese. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you for that. Amen. And so we'll be having a good time for that as well. And then Sunday, our service. Amen. Praise God. Will be nine o'clock prayer, nine thirty discipleship, and ten thirty will be the leadership transition. Amen. God bless you, and we will see you at one of those places. If Jesus come, I'll be waiting for you at the gate. <laughs> come through. Shake your hand. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>